This is Getting Past Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And welcome to week number two of our holiday specials. Last week, we kicked it off with Tokyo Godfather, Satoshi Kung's, was it third, fourth film, something like that? Third film. Third film. It's pretty good. My first. Liked it a lot. We're switching gears, staying in Japan. We're going to do my pick. And this week, we watched It All Began When I Met You. Came out in 2013, directed by Katsuhide Motoki. I have no clue who that guy is, by the way. I look at his filmography, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything that that person made. I kind of pulled this one out of my butt, I'm not going to lie. So we had something scheduled the previous for this week, but due to some availability issues, <laughs> uh, I decided to switch it. But they're pretty much the same, I think, because they're both very, like, Love Actually-esque films. Mm-hmm. So they both kind of have the multi-narrative sort of spirit of christmas kind of tone uh film um but yeah so that's kind of what we watched um my first impression is a little bit on the boring side as the movie went on i think it's kind of slow paced like you don't really see anything new as it goes on. Like I think at the beginning I was kind of attracted to like, oh, you're the characters, you're the setups and the stories, but nothing thrilling really kind of happens as the story goes on. And the film is only like an hour and forty six minutes. Forty six minutes, which is not super super long, but when it you feel like it drags, it's never a good sign, you know. So that's kind of the taste that it left with me. Um, I mean, there are some pros and cons um, for sure, but I think all in all, it is a movie to be forgotten for me. What do you think? Uh, similar sentiment. I think that it's weird because, like you said, the film feels very slow-paced. Mm-hmm. But I think that the moments that it really needed to kind of emphasize, I think that it didn't emphasize enough. Mm. It just kind of flew by (laughs) (laughs) and just like, you know, glossed over it. So uh, funny enough, I think like the climax moments, like they could have kind of emphasized them more by lingering on certain moments a little bit longer. But they opted not to do that and they just kept on moving forward. Whereas there are moments where I just feel like, this is just kind of dragging along <laughs> too much. So I think the placement of, you know, um, emphasis was kind of misplaced mm. overall. But um, yeah, as I was watching it out, I, I didn't like hate it, but it wasn't anything like wow that was investing. Like that made me feel really invested in even the characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't you just tell us the synopsis or basic outline of the I got you, my friend. My friend, don't worry. I've got it all down here, all right? So what we watched, so it's a film that is very much inspired by, like, Love Actually. Um, So basically it surrounds multiple narratives across days leading up to Christmas. And there are six stories that the film uh, goes through, one being about a train conductor who quits his job in order to be with his family uh, due to a sickness that happens with him. Um, there are a few bumps in the road with 
when it comes to confronting mainly his son about it. Um, and he kind of just basically struggles to come clean. And in that story, we follow a couple in their long-distance relationship and sort of their troubles with that. So there's Yukina, who is the uh, girlfriend, um, also like a fashion designer. She feels unease and doubt with her boyfriend, Takumi, as he persistently is busy with work and is unable to meet her because of it and he's able to come back home. He works as like a construction worker. Um, the third story is about a little girl who belongs to a foster home and starts to think about and miss her real mother and parents. All the while, a caretaker of the orphanage tries to do her best and console her uh, in those times with Christmas upcoming. Uh, the fourth story kind of bridges with the orphanage um, and is about Reko, who is an actress and conducts a, I guess, like a yearly children's play for the orphanage. Um, but in this particular year, it's going to, she states that it's going to be her last as she decides to quit being an actress and to go back to her own town. Uh, so she spends her final days kind of splurging the high roller life in the city kind of deal, going to like fancy restaurants and things like that. Um, at dinner, she crosses paths with a man named Kazuki Kiriyama, who is a company president. And after a sort of misunderstanding dispute um, and a couple of other coincidences between them, they kind of become more and more acquainted with each other. And the last two stories uh, are kind of mixed together. And one is like not really much of a story either. So it takes place in a bakery and pretty much they do orders for Christmas cakes. And um, so there is the, the younger employee whose name is Natsumi, and she kind of struggles to confess her love to some guy, basically, or like get the courage to. And then the older uh, employee, who is probably the owner of the bakery, uh, Kotoko, um, you kind of find, we kind of learn more about her past and like her unrequainted love and sort of, about things that happen kind of come back into fruition the day of Christmas. And then they, that gives Natsumi the courage to, I guess, pursue her crush, essentially. But that's pretty much it. So essentially, like, they're all kind of happy endings by the end of the film. It's very Christmas-like, you know, sort of that deal. But, um, yeah, I want to start off by, like, what what is the ranking of these stories for you? Where were you feel most invested versus least? I was most invested in the the rich guy, uh, the design, graphic design yeah. uh, guy, and the actress story. I think I think that was the biggest one too. Like yeah. within the I think it was meant to be the biggest one as well. Mm. Um and then probably the long distance and then the kid. Mm. And then Actually, long distance, and then the cancer, or the whatever family. the family, yeah, and then the kid, and then the bakery stuff was just whack. <laughs> <laughs> so forgetful. Yeah, no, I agree. I did like the um, the actress, like Greco, and the uh, the uh, Kazuki story the most. Um, they did feel like very much front and center. I actually feel either that or the family. Mm. Um, but I did feel most invested in their story. I thought it was most interesting. I think I would put the family in second, though. Mm. And then I would put the 
one business couple and then the kid and then the bakery last. I didn't like I didn't really like like they put a decent amount of time too with the long distance relationship, but it I just didn't care enough. Same. Like, Honestly, I didn't them. really care about the long distance one either. Yeah. Like they were just kind of flat and boring. It just kind of felt like, yeah, just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you're on long distance. That's going to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Deal yeah. with it. Oh, no. You think he's cheating. Oh, man. But also just like the boyfriend was like, a, oh, like he was kind of a lame character, like yeah. portrayed, but not to the benefit of the story, though. Yeah. You know, it just didn't really mm, work Very out. boring character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurt more than it sort of helped, yeah. In a way, so there was not much for him to do, you know. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. he works and he kind of talks to his coworker, and that's basically it. <laughs> it was all on the girlfriend. Like that entire story was on her shoulders. Yeah, essentially, like, I'm gonna carry this, yep. and like I'm gonna have beef with you, and then create the drama, whatever, whatever. I think that that's that's a problem. It wasn't like a like a two way thing. It was really just all her. <laughs> it's all the, in her mind it was like i have the problem with you and i'm making a big deal out of it yeah and then that kind of creates the conflict when in fact it's like but then even as an audience like we know from his side like he's not really doing anything wrong yeah so we're just watching it like just get with the program lady like yeah are you gonna realize <laughs> but yeah i did like the um so the actress in kazuki the most i i think the best part about that was was when i went back and watched it and to like the benefit of uh the way that like the stories kind of cross and like where characters are kind of like related to each other i thought it was pretty smooth and done really well but it had a really big part with their story because like so the graphic designer guy is the brother to the um, wife the of wife, the cancer or whatever the husband the conductor yeah the conductor and then that serves as, like, a direct motive when uh, Reiko pulls on, like, the act of, oh, I lost my my former lover because he died after she thinks that. Well, he comes off as pretty strong against her. Yeah. And then they meet again at a cafe, and he's, like, super sincere and, like, tries to be apologetic and make up to her. Yeah. Like, I think it worked really well. In that, and also when he says, when uh, Kazuki says mm-hmm. that he... You know, well, the wife says, "Oh, thank you for giving um, my son the birthday present or yeah. whatever." And it was like the video game, mm-hmm. and you see the kid playing the video game, and the father gets mad because yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not he did a bad job on his test, <laughs> right, and right. then you know he's like, "Oh, you should study," <laughs> and then the kid's like playing on his you know new game, right? And you know that conflict happens kind of because of that, which is a nice little touch, I right? Think. So uh, they they definitely work in sync super super well. Yeah, uh, it's definitely the think the strongest backbone for this story. yeah and it also had the best payoff you know like um right. in terms of like the secretary and how you know he always tells the secretary to get the movies oh, yeah, like, and stuff it like wasn't that me. <laughs> and then at the end you realize that it was actually the girl so there's yeah. kind of like that um payoff that works uh, really well and the flow of it works from beginning to end yeah whereas the other stories um, especially the bakery one. It's just so like sidelined. It is. And there's really nothing there really. And like even at the end when the old man comes to like give him give her the um stub, the ticket stub. Yeah. Like there's so like <laughs> uh, uh, like out of place. Like why are you why are you coming now? Like of all right, times yeah. I'm like 
Like why? Like I don't even know why she felt happy about that. Like the dude literally just married another person <laughs> and like living happy, and you're like all alone in your bakery. You know, like I don't know what you're happy about. But he always was thinking about you. But you never did anything. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> you know, like it's just so weird. That was a weird story. It definitely felt. It was just sideline, like you said. Like it yeah. just. It was there. But it didn't contribute. What was worse was the employee, the younger employee. That one was like, like, (laughs) you started off with that, right? Exactly. I was going to (laughs) say, you start off with her and then you get like the gist of it. Oh, whatever. There's this guy that broke up with and like she's kind of interested in and she's like, I'm on the fence about it. And then we go to the bakery and then the entire movie, we F off to other characters. You never, you don't even like have her actually in the moment of like right. feeling like she's scared to confess or whatever it's all yeah, done yeah. through like the phone exactly so it's so it's all like exposition basically like yeah. it happens elsewhere which is why it's so bad <laughs> and then like the thing it's the fact that if they just went away with even the older lady story and focused mm. on natsumi or just focused on one or the other yeah it would have made better because then we go to the cafe shop and then we kind of switch gears to this old lady's back, mm-hmm. like love story. And it just takes away from like whatever Natsumi. I even forgot that she was even like right. having a problem with the <laughs> confession stuff. Like at the end, she like says like, oh, yeah, I'm finally like have the courage. I was like, oh, yeah, you you're trying thing. to like, you know, get with some guy <laughs> who we don't even know. It's like so irrelevant to the story. So you just right. don't care about it. At that point, it's like, uh, I don't know. I think they. What do you think? They, do you think that um, they try to fit too much in the film? I think it was unnecessary. You know, like sure. they could have just kept the Kazuki and Rico, mm-hmm. and then, and then even the long distance could have been fine. And then the family, those yeah. three, and it would have been fine. Yeah. And then maybe just add the kid for uh, you know, just bonus points. You know, just okay. add the kid because <laughs> she's cute. Right, so you can yeah, just yeah. use that as you know, adorable, adorable points, points. adorable points. <laughs> I think it would work fine too because it, like I said, it kind of crosses in with the, the play story. Yeah, yeah. yeah the so. actress and the play and all that. So you yeah. could have, uh, I think, in, yeah, you're like, instead you could have just expanded upon that even more. Right. And interwoven Akane's story mm-hmm. into the play even more. Right. And it would have been better than just having the bakery stuff. Right. Because, like, there is that little moment when the father goes into the bakery to get the cake. But, but who the hell cares? Like, <laughs> okay, so there's nothing there. Like a whiff opportunity. Yeah. Like, Whereas the the Akane story, the little kid story, I think they could have added something to make it more like I don't know, like that. You never really get a really good like resolution for that story either. Agreed. Because the you know the parents never come or like <laughs> and the Santa stuff is like all kind of BS anyways. Sure. Like she realizes that you know Santa's not real and she kind of thinks that it's the mother that gave. The present or the parents that gave the present, but you don't even really know if that is the truth or not. Right. And also, there's no real, like, solid conclusion there. Yeah. Um, Whereas, I think if they expanded upon that a little bit more or, like, added something where maybe Rico um, could have given her the present or, like, you know, added something to um, complete that a little bit more, flesh it out a little bit more, it could have been um, better suited within the thread of the three stories. Yeah. I agree. I think biggest like letdown or biggest whiff of the story was her like the little girl's kind of arc. Yeah. Because it, it by the end it kind of left was less tasteless. Yeah. It really was like uh what? 
Like I kind of liked yeah. it un- up until the point of like, um, I liked it when like Akane is like talking with well, um, well the uh, orphan is the caretaker is talking with Rico. Um, they're like, oh, this is my last day, and Akane kind of comes. Yeah. And then she like, uh, and then the little boy comes and like they kind of fight. I like yeah. that moment. And then when when like the other moment when she's at the playground and then she asked the friend like. Um, do you believe in Santa? And yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, you. Bl- I believe in Santa. My my parents are like that too. Like, you know, even you, though you can't see them, they're there. Stuff yeah. like that. I like those stuff, but um, I don't think it was enough, you know? Like, yeah. you could have added, fleshed that out later um, more, but yeah, because of all the other stuff, I think it kind of hindered that. Right, yeah. They didn't really just do anything with it. Yeah. was the thing. I think, like you said, if they kind of, kicked away the bakery stuff would have opened more time for them to kind of focus on that i think too like even just taking more advantage of the caretaker as well yeah like incorporating her a little more and sort of having a more impactful role yeah she really did nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly i mean there was like she did the card thing which kind of fueled her akane's like misinterpretation yeah but besides that it was like i'm here to take care of children but yeah what'd you think of um i do say i think the pacing was good though i think like editing wise just how kind of things flowed it was pretty fine uh, I'll, okay i'll say like the way that it edited was fine but the pacing adds to yeah it. the editing was i think not bad but yeah the, like i like i t- said in the beginning like mm. there are certain moments i think they could have lingered on more and then other things that it was just like just get on with it right <laughs> Okay, so expand on what you said here. So, like, what, like, are the places that you think? Like, like, you know, the moment when, uh, when uh, in the long distance stuff, like, when they finally come to the conclusion of, like, oh, like, you know, we kind of realize, you know, what we're going through and, like, the problems that we have. And they could have kind of, um, shown, like, a little bit more about, about, like, what's going through. Um, the guy's mind or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and in comparison to like you know what the girl's going through because we go we we're on the girl a lot, but then the guy we're kind of like, yeah, he's <laughs> doing whatever he's doing, you know, like right. and we're not really giving anything. So, um, you know, when they're kind of in that moment, I think, or like when they're fighting, they could have also added more a little bit more there to kind of emphasize like you know the gravity of the situation. Right. Whereas I think more drama because yeah because like every single time they come together it's like literally like t- two seconds and then <laughs> they're kind of like you know oh, yeah, yeah. kind of fight and then they're like okay we're gonna leave because i gotta go and you gotta go <laughs> and that's it you know like <laughs> nothing really there for you to like grab a hold of and yeah. it being like memorable yeah yeah um so like if there was something that was kind of more memorable mm-hmm. in that way it would have been nice um something more like uh physical like like in in terms of like an action that happens you know like there's nothing really that happens right you want domestic violence (laughs) (laughs) no you don't not hitting each other but like something that happens uh within the physical realms instead of just words right um that kind of triggers certain things to happen or like you know something bigger than like Oh, I think that something more than like oh, just because um the guy is talking to the coworker, she gets like <laughs> you know something more than that, you yeah, know, yeah. like 
she gets like suspicious like if there was something uh, a little bit more like oh maybe the guy well they talk about the um the party or whatever that the coworker and the guy and the coworker invited the guy you know after work to oh, go yeah, to if they actually like, showed that maybe it would have been sure you know i mean something like that to kind of show us that what's going on and kind of make us feel like oh maybe this dude is actually cheating on her or something right. like i something... mean well, they gave us a different scene to kind of cover that but i, I see there's just nothing like enticing like memorable right right yeah i see what you there isn't enough which is drama like frankly to the extent. yeah, yeah it, no it drama all kind of <laughs> mundane and yeah. arguing like i said just and it seems in that particular scene when they are fighting even then it's just kind of empty like it's not yeah like you said it's nothing memorable it's nothing there is no huge sort of climbing action like they're not barking at their their faces each other just kind of like is it conversation oh this is how you feel yeah exactly oh, oh I'm yeah, out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just leaves even down to like the chase down where she leaves and he's like going after her. <laughs> like that scene takes forever for him to like get on his shoes and mm. then like he walks outside and he's like he like leaves her a good 10 minutes to escape somewhere yeah she's like all right five minute head start you know exactly <laughs> you gotta leave you gotta leave her space yeah so yeah it, like you said it doesn't really there's just no enticing moments there's no huge kind of conflict or like climactic kind of action you know that would make it more engaging yeah per se and but, then there are like those moments where i feel like it's just dragging on mm. a lot of times like the Natsumi stuff in the bakery. Some of those stuff is like... Because of the fact that this, that story is so irrelevant, it feels like it's just fluff, you know? It right. just feels like, like, why do we need this kind of stuff? Well, that's what I felt a lot with the the long distance, the long distance story. Yeah. Because like, like, there is a decent amount of footage of them, but it's mainly of um, like Setsuna's like, working of like her being a fashion designer like it balances yeah like a lot a lot of that stuff like when you just show her working and stuff it's like do you really need all that you know it's like every other scene is her back in the office and like her going back and forth with her manager like oh i like this dress or can you add that and then the really random thing where the manager just comes out of nowhere and just tells him (laughs) tells her about his own relation long distance relationship the all wise one like he gives yeah like, like these nuggets of like life. those are the kind of moments where like i can see what you're trying to go for sure but you need it to expand upon that a little bit more like the right. relationship between the manager and and her yeah. like it, it's so like like it's so one note between them <laughs> that when he actually does the delivery for that it doesn't feel like uh like i care about you and this is what i'm trying like a, yeah, advice yeah. like you know giving advice and well, it, even like their relationship is like, what is it exactly? Because in one sense, it feels like he's kind of a cold shoulder manager. Yeah, yeah. But in another sense, Sessanaz, like, really endears him a little bit. And then, like, she's looking for a treat, and then he gives it to her. Like, oh, I like how you did this jewelry, and, like, I want you to be in charge of all the jewelry. Like, she gets yeah. excited in that moment. Like, she's given him this big opportunity. But his overall tone is kind of cold to her. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a weird balance of, what exactly is their work relationship? So that's like the example of like, you know, things that they could have fleshed out more, you know? Right. Just yeah. kind of made clear. Where, yeah, like they could have expounded upon it a little bit so that we kind of understand their relationship. Mm. So that when he actually gives her the, that advice, 
it hits a lot more it resonates more um yeah. to the audience as well where it's like oh like this manager although he's like maybe he might be cold and he might yeah. kind of just be he might act like that he actually does care for her and right, right. wants the best for her like yeah. that might have like <laughs> come through better if if he just you know, had like just made clear that he is an important character to Setsuna, mm. but he doesn't really come off as a particularly yeah. key person, you know. So that's the problem. And then two, just even just the whole like just the whole work thing doesn't feel as grand as it should have been. I feel like she's gearing up for a fashion show basically the entire time, and she like she's in charge of it and she's working hard for these dresses, but it all kind of takes a backseat to their relationship, to her and her boyfriend's relationship. But I feel like, like, the show is super important to her. Yeah. But even to, but, like, I don't know, just the way that she is prioritizing the problems and she's kind of making a bigger deal out of her boyfriend than the show. And so, overall, just, like, when I'm watching her work and do the thing, it doesn't, like, it just doesn't have any, like, impact, impact yeah, by the end of it. And, like, the show happens... And she's super depressed while the show is going on because of her boyfriend. Like, it just doesn't suit the whole thing, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I think overall, like, that's kind of the tone that I have with it is there just isn't, a, like I said, enough, like, enticing or big sort of action where it doesn't really emphasize the more climactic scenes that it should have. It just kind of happens and goes on. But there's a lot of stuff, right? Like, it's just, like, yeah. it's just I think things... Yeah, like we have people doing things, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not really a purpose to those things. Sometimes it sure. feels like, or it's just like we got we have to cover each and every one of them, and we don't have time to yeah. kind of make a like make a huge thing out of like each and every one, or we can't, nor can we even pick a priority because all of them kind of share the the screen together. Like even with the family, like when. Like, that game scene where the dad wakes up and then he's like, you got to study more because you got a bad test. Like, even that just kind of is bland a little bit. Like, that whole fight between the son and the father where that's, like, the big kind of climactic conflict that happens between them, you know? And then leads off into, like, the ceremony that they have. Like, it's just kind of, it's like a little commotion and then they go on with their lives, you know? So that's kind of the problem. But it is what it is. Yes, it is what it is. Yeah, I I think like like I said, in the benefit of the film, if they kind of just cut ties with some of the other stories and kind of focus, confine it to like four, you would have been cool. Yeah, you would have been fine. But with these kind of films, I like I like the multi narrative format a lot. I think it's probably my favorite of watching a film of just being able to watch different kinds of stories. I think. Like, a problem just becomes, like, the how of being able to balance and kind of conduct each one. Yeah, I mean, I think even the way that they connected certain stories, I don't think it was really... There wasn't really yeah. much like Lisa, like, point right. to it. Like, like they just do it for the sake of connecting it. There's no real, like, oh, like, this is important to... Like, it's important for these stories to connect. Like, there's no right. feeling like that. Especially, maybe like for like we talked about the family and and the uh, and Katsuki and Riko. That story maybe there's a little bit more of a connection, but a lot of the other ones. And that's really it. 
it's really not important that it's connected. It just it's just like a oh, they're just kind of in the same world. Right. Almost like that's it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's necessarily like good for the film or not, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's the biggest question when you, when you choose to do a story like this is that okay, if you're going to do a multi-narrative sort of what is the purpose with it? We're like what is the connection between them? Like why why are you telling the story? between these different narratives you know and so if it's not important or if, it's, if you're just doing it for the gimmick of then it's never gonna work really well i think i think if the stories like those individual stories were good enough sure then i think i wouldn't have mind the fact that it just touched upon it like right. the connections but then because they're not like Fully overly impactful in in their on their own yeah, yeah. those connections just feel like oh like why did they put this in there you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they focus on sort of bigger, bigger, like, conflicts within them, mm. like, even just overall, too, like, the problems that they have with one another are kind of, like, eh. Like, yeah. the family thing is, like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And then, like, with the, um, with the company president and the, the actress, like, that's an interesting story because, like, it's kind of like two strangers and it's interesting to see, like, how they get they, together. Yeah, they get together like <laughs> between coincidences and such. Yeah. But like the long distance relationship is like mundane. Like that's like a dumb kind of conflict, right? Like it doesn't really amount to anything crazy. Like he's not having an affair. Well, on there's her, nothing. Or, like, yeah, there's no real conflict there. Right. That's like at the end, there's nothing like manufactured by the by the girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like they didn't make a big enough deal out of it. Yeah. And then the bakery stuff was kind of the same. There was like, no was conflict like, there either. Yeah, it was just kind of. It was really just forgotten. It was just a story that she was telling, and then it mm. just came true. Like, like the person came at the end. Yeah. And, and then when it comes to the Foster stuff, like I think it would have been okay in support of like the actress because it's kind of intertwined there. But like we said, it just like even that by the end didn't really come out to anything. Like there was no huge. There was no parents there. coming back. Right. There's no Santa. <laughs> like, but they have like a strong setup. Like, I really yeah. feel like they could have done like, okay, you have a child who's like missing her real parents. You have a really big opportunity there to do something with it. Yeah, but then you end up not doing something with it. So it's like, in the terms of like stakes, right? Like, you, you kind of have to have big and interesting stakes with it. Yep. So overall, you kind of don't. But I guess that's the that's kind of the struggle with telling stories like these. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, Toga Godfather is definitely better than this so far. Right? <laughs> I, I, I predict this may be, like, my least favorite. Uh-huh. You know, it's a good thing I didn't have any huge expectations. Like, I pulled this one out last second, so uh-huh. I wasn't like, this is going to uh-huh. be the best Christmas movie ever. <laughs> I do think it was more tonally in line with Christmas. Like, it's, like, uh, heartfelt and, like, yeah, Christmas everywhere and, like, you know. Where Satoshi Kun is like Satoshi Kun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? That was full of Christmas. <laughs> it's like full of the holiday spirit. It's a little more free. <laughs> it's a little more tone lame. But um, yeah. So what are you gonna do next week? We're gonna do next week is going to be Merry Christmas, Mister Mo. It is a Korean film. I think it's twenty thirteen. I have no idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, sure, I will definitely do that. Twenty sixteen, maybe. I don't know. The 
I think yours was 2013. Yeah, this is 16. So, I mean, Merry Christmas to Mother 16. 16, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the story of Yanosuke is 13. Yes. Well, sure. <laughs> Why? It's it's like, well, it depends. Like, it premiered in 12, but then got oh. theater released in 13. Have you seen it, Mr. Mo, before? No, I haven't. But it looks interesting. Uh, it's in black and white, so. Boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can see his face now. Nah. How could you? How could I think, you? I think black and white gives it a different feel. Mm-hmm. In old school. I like, think for me, I, like it's weird because I think black and white gives you kind of a cozy feel i don't know cozy <laughs> yeah cozy yeah like you know i definitely wouldn't have associated cozy <laughs> Go ahead. i think it does anyways not all the black and white movies <laughs> i've seen they have not been cozy man they you have know, not been cozy murder and death you so, know is ikiru cozy bro yeah is that was that cozy yeah for the man died the in a snow, park swing. but the story was cozy you know his revelation the his man died alone he finally did something contributed to the society and he came and died at peace, you know? What a cozy story. cold, story. freezing winter. <laughs> what a cozy story. Wow. I'll do that. The external stuff might have been cold, but his heart was warm. <laughs> Shake my head. That's it. It says, when Mr. Mo is diagnosed with cancer, he decides to make a film before he passes away. His son... A movie director accidentally gets involved with the project. Does that sound cozy to you? Yeah. That does not sound Sounds cozy. like Ikiru That's, number two. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ikiru part two. Instead of a park, I'm going to make a movie before I go. Wow. I'm going to look up pictures here. Hold on. I like it. Wow. Cozy, he says. Well, get your bonfire together, your marshmallows, <laughs> and your hot chocolate. We're in for a ride. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I mean, it's very niche, right? There's not a lot of black and white sort of modern movies. Yeah. I think the last one I saw was, um, so, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Have you seen that one? Yeah. But there's, uh, there's two versions, like, there's a regular one. Oh, the black and white one. The black and white one. So that's how I watched it, and I did it by accident because I didn't know. (laughs) I actually watched it thinking it was like that, Mm. and then I went back and I was like, oh, wait, that's not how it is. But I do think it is probably a better version. There's something about watching that, like, because it gradually goes from color into black and white by the end. And it really helped the film. Like, it really, like, had a huge impact on that. Yeah, I like black and white because it helps you focus on the story. It kind of helps you focus on other things. Right. Sometimes um, color is, like, uh, sensory overload. Like, sure. there's just so many things going on with color that you're sometimes not sure <laughs> what to be looking at. <laughs> right, right. Whereas when it's black and white, you you kind of focus on certain other other things more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying, like, one's better than the other. I think if you use color really well, then I think that it, you know, helps the story tremendously. Sure, sure. Um, and a lot of times, you know, in movies... It's obviously intentional, you know, the color that people use and how they want to, you know, tell the story. Yeah. Especially, like, good directors. They really care about that, you know, like, they're specific on what they want and what kind of color they want, you know, yeah. and stuff like that and what that represents. 
but also I think um, some certain movies, um, the way that they tell it, it works really well with black and white because um, the lack of color helps um, tell the story too. You know, so sets a mood, not just mood, but like it it kind of emphasizes how you know things are in that world or you know what what is you know what should be what you should be focusing on through light more than just uh color you know because a lot of times color is used to emphasize different things or like show different things but um in black and white you you usually um do that with lighting right how you light it and you know what is bright on the screen and what is dark in the screen and by using the contrast you're you're you know um putting emphasis on different things so mm. snaps snaps it's like a jazz ball <laughs> can you not snap i can okay i just don't want to you know bust the mic right <laughs> with my tremendous snapping power but <laughs> relax thanos <laughs> relax there you don't want half the world to disappear we don't, want, we don't need half the population my snaps Okay, you know the Avengers Towers is down the road. It'll disappear in an instant. You never know, man. So yes, next week, Merry Christmas, Mr. Mo. Should be quite interesting. Looking forward to it, and you know, support us on Patreon, by the way, at um, Getting Past Subtitles, as well as Instagram. Yeah, our first YouTube. Patreon video is on the full, re- complete review of Roni Kenshin. We finished it up for you guys. Yeah, we watched all of it, and we kind of gave a more comprehensive review on all of the films and how they connect to each other and the culmination of that um, that series of films. So if you are interested in that, um, join us on Patreon. And the next one on Patreon is on Squid Game. So if you dun, dun, want to dun. know about that and what we think about that, um, that is also binge, binges it, going to be on like... Patreon. <laughs> I watched it in two days, finished everything in two days. So, a madman, a madman. Yes. So go on there for our watches on those and see if we liked it or not. Maybe we should but... do Cowboy Bebop next. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm watching it now. I'm not watching it yet. You're not so, watching it no. yet. With the whole thing, like you don't. I don't want to watch <laughs> it. To be honest. I'm. I have two episodes left, so I'm on episode eight. Mm. Well, I'm going on episode nine. Because we, we did kind of talk about it on our uh, Squid Game one. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of went on to talk about the things, and we kind of talked about our initial and hopes well, uh, and dreams. Yeah, our hopes and dreams thinking, of what. Yeah, what we thought. So I I can talk about quite a few. I'm gonna. I have two more, so I'm gonna wait. We'll let the yeah. We'll let that go for another time. But anyways. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.